I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> what up? What up? What up? Nothing. What's up with you? Same. I friggin' finished my book that I've been reading for seven years. Oh, shoot. <gasps> no stone unturned, but necro search. Finished yeah. it. Finished Done. it. Finish him. Yeah. Finish him. How was it? It was good. Yeah. It was a good read. Yeah. Yeah. I a liked good it. good non-fic. Yeah. It was like also kind of dated because mm-hmm. obviously yes. things have come far mm-hmm. in the world of forensics and whatever. Technology. But yeah. It was good. It was good. Whoa. Good little book to hear how it all started. That's pretty cool. What about you? What are you reading? I'm reading From Here to Eternity. Oh, and you still like it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Except I, oh yeah, this was funny. I was reading it and then I tapped the page. <laughs> <laughs> you tapped a real life yeah. page. Yes. That's how, how stoned were you? Uh, were you vaping? Probably, but like also I just thought it was funny. I tapped it and I was like, oh my God, this oh just my happened. God, this is a real book. And I wanted to text you 
right away to tell you but i had to save it for the pod <sighs> that's to good. get your reaction on microphone it recording. Was real, that's good i love wait, that wait, 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 wait. that's very funny that's pretty funny <laughs> i love that i'm at the point now where you can get this device off of amazon that connects to your e-reader and it's like a little remote and you don't have to no. <laughs> yeah it's like forty dollars. No. I've been thinking about buying it because then you could be all snug as a bug and rug. No, in your blank and oh read, my. and it will tap the thing for you, so you don't have to reach no. out and do it. No, but it would be so calm. Oh my god, it would be so calm. That's where I draw the line. I know. I'm not. I don't draw any lines. Oh my god, no lines for me. Jeez, Louise. I just think it would be cool. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, you should. Oh, you should order it and tell me how it goes. Probably be fucking awesome. Okay. I'll order it one day. I just have to. Honestly, it might be more of like a winter thing Mm because in the winter you Mm -hmm. get the heating pad and okay, okay, you're all snuggled up. Like, cause what I did the other night and it was amazing. I just turned the text size up, boop boop boop, and then I leaned it against like on my nightstand, Mm -hmm. and then it was perfect. And I just went do do do. But then I would have to reach out and tap oh, and then it would, like interrupted everything mm-hmm. so i feel like it could just be a more fluid reading experience okay okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i still don't see it okay it's whatever it's just because i'm cooler than you <laughs> in the lamest way the possible coolest. you mean the lamest the as lamest. you drink in orange juice half and half baby half and half so i started reading a new book tell me all about it um the book of two ways remember by that jody papa peacock peacock or whatever she writes all those love novels jody picolt yeah something like that okay. she wrote um me without you okay you'd know the cover okay i d- i have read one of her books before and it's exactly what like i feel like mm-hmm. that's her genre yeah. like she writes those like yeah. touching yeah not necessarily like romance. Nicholas Sparks, but like yes, okay. yes, okay. yes. So I'm reading one of her books right now mm-hmm. called yeah. "The Book of Two Ways." And so far, so good. I just started it. It starts off with a plane crash. So whoa! Sometimes you just gotta crash a plane. Sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> I do that sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, yeah, maybe don't. Hmm. <laughs> not a plane. Yeah, I feel like I've got nothing new. I feel like I've just been so... Because you've been busy planning shit for me! Oh yeah, it's your bachelorette. Tomorrow! Tomorrow. Last weekend was my shower. shower. I'm obsessed with my Dyson. Hell yeah! yeah. Love you surprised me! Next weekend... Oh, nothing next weekend. Nothing but then next weekend. Ne- then you get married! Then I get married! You yeah. get married. You got a babe. One? T- yeah, just one. But the best one, because oh. their name is Tia. Hello. Huh. Welcome. Welcome. Come. Okay. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. 
And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So we're reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. This is week three, and we're reading chapters 23 to 38, and I had a really hard time stopping. Oh, my God. A really, really, really hard time stopping. I started reading the next chapter, obviously. Chantal! I read, like, two pages of it. You read two pages of it? Yeah. Did you find out anything? I can't say. Well, you weren't even supposed to be a reader ahead header. I know. I'm bad. Is that why you think it's Naomi? Did no. they give something away in no. those two pages? No, nothing got given away. Oh, it was, my I stopped god. myself oh, my because god. I had to record it first. Oh my god. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you in your sleep. <laughs> I'm going to come and tickle you in your no, sleep. No, your worst nightmare. No, or I'm just going to stand there and watch you until you wake up. That would no, be creepy. Don't do, don't I'm going to get you for being a reader header. <laughs> you took it and then he ran with it. Yeah. Watch, you better lock your door tonight. <laughs> Brandy. Um, she'd be like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> okay, I'm starting. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Something really sad happens in these chunk of cha- chapters. Yeah. So Sorry. In sorry about that. Yeah, it was yeah. really sad. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. It's like so I much know. has happened. I know. <laughs> so Ravi and Pip walk into the bell house. They're in there. I wrote that I really love the imagery and symbolism of how Pip had described their shadows and how they were reflecting just one silhouette as like the two people were one silhouette with the two heads. I thought it was like a really cool um, like uh, symbolism of like teamwork, like how they're operating as a team. And I love that you picked that up. I just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is good. Okay, they are getting more into the house, and then they hear it. Two thuds on the ceiling coming from upstairs. That would be like, boom, 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 boom. Like, what do you do? You're literally in somebody's house with gloves on. Like, sorry, wrong house. Wrong one, sorry. (laughs) I mean, like. And it's literally Sal's brother. Mm -hmm. Like, that, I, mm, I don't know. Anyway, turns out it was just a black cat no big deal no biggie no biggie so they go upstairs they're going to andy's room obviously pip spots a usb in a notebook that was left on the banister at the top of the stairs and she thinks this is weird um and then they get into andy's room and pip is observing and thinking about the complexities of what andy's room represents for the family um, she thinks it's weird because she can see vacuum lines. So she re- she understands that Andy's mom still comes in and like takes care of the room. And she's kind of just thinking about how odd that is. But then she looks at Ravi and she realizes that his home also has one of these rooms. It's mm-hmm. like a, what do you, like not a shrine, but yeah. like a shrine. Yeah, kind like, of. Yeah. You're just yeah, leaving the room as it is. It's, it's like a time hard. capsule, really. It is. It is. It's strange. It's a strange thing. And I think, yeah, and I think that it's probably like a really normal... It is. ...grief it is. thing. Yeah, yeah. It is. So that was yeah. kind of sad. So then they move to the closet and they start searching. 
for this loose floorboard and Ravi finds it and they pull it up and there is fucking nothing there. <laughs> womp womp. So they guess that either Andy had it, had the phone on her when she died or someone knew about the phone and went and retrieved it after she disappeared. So, I mean, they don't know. All they know is that it's not there. Pip spots this organizer, one like she had, or has rather, on the desk and she starts flipping through it. They realize that it's Andy's like school organizer um, and she's seeing regular school stuff. But then she spots when she starts seeing random letters with times. <laughs> Clearly, this is a code. And Ravi brings up the fact that Howie had suggested that Andy use codes. So they're already putting it all together yes. here. Um, they take pictures of all the pages and suddenly the front door slams. Turns out it's Becca. They hide in the closet. Um, Becca comes upstairs. She's like, oh, that's where I left my USB and notebook or whatever. Like she came back because she forgot Mm -hmm. what she needed at work. Um, she think Becca thinks that the cat opened the door to Andy's room. So she comes in. She's like, you know, you're not supposed to be in here. She shuts the door and she leaves. Ravi and Pip are like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> I would literally poop my pants <gasps> or pee them. How literally. scary would that be? A bodily function would happen. Yes! I know it. Uh, uh, I would probably puke. Cry. <laughs> Go to cry. All right. So now we're at log 25. Pip finds a note in this organizer that she's taken photos of. And it seems to be like a scorecard between... Andy and Natalie, who um, Andy has written instead of Nat, she's written fat, which is just fucking stupid. And she's wondering, it says three to zero. So in Andy's favor. So she's wondering, she knows two of the things Mm -hmm. that Andy has done, but she doesn't know what the third thing is that she thinks she's had, like the third victory she's had over Nat. So Mm -hmm. that's something to consider. Um, Pip thinks that the CP stands for car park, which makes sense because she was probably meeting Howie, mm-hmm. um, and also based on Sal having documented the license, license plate, so it's all kind of adding up. She's going to work on decoding the rest because she's really not sure. Um, she can't figure out what the IV and the HH could mean. She's wondering if the double H is Howie's house. Pip ends up spotting a phone number that's been scratched out. She's like, is this the secret older guy? Um, You know, she's really not certain what's going on there. And she's put together 12 possible combinations of what this phone number could be based on what she can make out between the scratches. She's like so smart. She's so smart. I can't. She calls all the numbers and she didn't find one that um like she didn't find anything else out except for there were a couple that went to voicemail so she's like these are still potential Mm. leads she couldn't scratch them off so now pip has sent off her cambridge application which is wonderful Mm -hmm. good for her Mm -hmm. uh ravi has done some research for what iv could mean and he has gone out of town for place names um, and he's come up with a few. And so Pip decides to look into them all. She also comments on how smart that was of Ravi. Mm-hmm. And I like that even though she's hella smart, she can respect someone else who mm-hmm. does something instead of being like, oh, I should have thought of that. Yeah. She's like, yeah. that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Um, so Ivy, there's Imperial Net 
Imperial Vault Nightclub. The owner is Rob Hewitt. Could be possible she was selling drugs there. There's the Ivy House. It's a family-owned B&B. There's a TripAdvisor page. There's no website. Um, she's reading the reviews and sees that someone posted a photo of a bathroom because they were saying how dirty it was. However, Pip recognizes this bathroom because there is red and white tiled floor, and she's pretty sure that that is the same floor from that naked pic of Andy that Max had. Ooh. Pip is, like, good at putting mm-hmm. shit together. She should one hundred PB a detective. She should be. I think that, yeah, being a detective or a, is it called a detective journalist? Oh, uh, investigative journalist. Yes, it's pretty much. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, she's yes, perfect. Totally. That's, yes. Absolutely. She's found the right calling. Yes. Because I feel like I wouldn't catch all, all the little fine details. No. And that's what you need. And like track them all down though. Mm-hmm. It's those fine little details and then following, following them. Yeah. True. And, like, not writing off anything. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty... I, I think, personally, I'd be a little too biased. Mm. Like, I think I might be one of those, like, blindsider people who just get right. focused on one thing. And then you go too far with it. And, like, you got to yeah. commit. Yeah. You can't go wrong. No. Okay. Last little thing for me to say. And then I'm going to shut up. This pick that she spots on TripAdvisor that she also has connected to the naked photo that Max had must mean that... Andy had been to this place three times in the span of three weeks because that's how many IVs were noted in the secret code in her organizer. So Pip is thinking, is it the secret older guy? Is it Max? She's got to figure this out and she has got to visit this B&B. Right. (sighs) So she is on her way to said B&B. She's on the train to Little Chalfont. Sounds great. Yeah. And Ravi is meeting her there. While she's on the bus or the, is it a subway? I don't know. While she's on the wherever, on the train, sorry. It's, I literally said it right before. (laughs) While she's on the train, she's trying to work on like her essays and her other school work, but her mind is stuck on Andy. Um, As soon as they arrive, they head, uh, she meets up with Ravi and they head right to the Ivy House Hotel. Um, a woman answers, an older woman answers the door and tries Aww. to book them into a room, says like, Ravi's, uh, he's the perfect man and stuff like that. And Ra- Ravi's like, see, I'm handsome. Yeah. Like, they're cute. Yeah. Like, they're going to, yeah, they're going to have a little kiss yeah. at some point. I, th- I hope so. Me too. Um, and we find out that she is also, um, the owner who used to run the hotel with her husband, David, who passed away. And now her grandson, Henry helps her. I made a little note, like, watch the, this be the most dangerous place that they end up. <laughs> With, like, like, the older ladies. Yeah, this old sweetness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They asked about bookings and, like, if they kept any records. Mm-hmm. She said David took care of all the bookings and now does Henry. And Henry does that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's never been involved with the booking side of things. Um, and she said that they literally don't keep anything or this place would just be full of paper. Mm. Um, they ask if she recognizes Andy and she says, yes, she's been here. Um, and they asked who she was with five years ago. Mm -hmm. And this is when you start realizing that she has dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, she was, she's adamant that it was only two weeks ago. Um, they tell her that it's not possible because she's been dead for five years. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, 
Oh yeah. my god, do you think Pip's gonna find the body? I don't know, maybe. Weird. That would be weird. That would be really weird. So yeah, at this point I met a or made a note about that she's probably struggling, but mm. um her, them uh, Ravi and Pip being adamant on Andy being dead for five years and the woman, older woman being adamant that she was there for two weeks ago mm-hmm. um, makes her very angry. Mm-hmm. And this catches the attention of their son, uh, of her grandson, Henry. Um, who's upstairs, Who's right? upstairs, yeah. yeah. Um, and he sends her to, like, make some tea to kind of distract her. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains, yes, she does have... Um, she's struggling with time right now and he's helping her try to actually spruce it up to sell it right by the sounds of it mm-hmm. um and he did confirm that she probably did recognize her but just as having a hard time with the time mm-hmm. um they head back home ravi suggests that andy was maybe meeting the older guy at the um ivy house hotel mm-hmm. and um they met there to stay on the down low um pip adds to that thought that um the secret older guy um can't have andy at his place meaning that he either lives with family mm-hmm. or has a wife mm-hmm. so this means that daniel and max could fit that mm-hmm. checkbox for mm-hmm. her <laughs> Mm-hmm. Plus, Max has that photo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to rule out Howie um, as the secret older guy since he lives alone um, and there would be no need to sneak around and be on the DL. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, oh, and then so once they get back to the train station in the car, they notice Howie um, nodding and agreeing with a man that's beside him and the other man's angry and then they realize that it's max of course he is again another lie another lie liar liar pants on fire what an idiot i know um that's how that chapter ends but now we have a production log um which pip has bolded max on the list (laughs) and has taken the title of the number one suspect um what you hide in max Mm -hmm. um this oh and then now she's wondering if this could make another killer tag team max and howie Mm. working together um she's going to follow up on the rohypnol trail which is funny um because she's like no normal 19 year old boy roofies um buys roofies for a school party to go and like hang out no (laughs) exactly um so she decides that she's going to message some people about the calamity parties from 2012 because pip is very sus on max just like you are she wants some deets Mm -hmm. she gotta get them deets um Sorry, I've got another production log. You guys. No, I told you. I told you that you kind of got fucked over on this one. Um, (laughs) So she's been posing as a BBC reporter. She's so smart. (laughs) Yes, she is. And um, she's messaging people who are tagged in the photos. Um, Nancy Tongo Tits fucking tango tango tits fucking profile and she's posed as a bbc reporter named poppy and she starts off her messages i see you went to parties called 
calamities. Tell me about them. <laughs> it's like she's so it's like she's trying, but there's also just like some obvious things about her and it's yeah. like you're not fooling anybody yeah. at the same time. But I guess that's part of learning the thing. Yeah, yeah. She does Yeah, it's like she's she's socially awkward but not in a way where mm-hmm. she cares. Like she's almost yeah. deliberately that yeah, way. Like exactly. to the point and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. I know what you mean. So here are some responses. Um, this is what Emma Hutton had to say, which we had met earlier, one of Andy's friends. Um, she says that some girls said their drinks had been spiked, but they probably just didn't know their limits. I know I never had mine spiked. Um, Chloe Birch said no, she never heard any of these rumors. Um, and girls, um, girls say that when they drink too much. So mm-hmm. she's victim blaming mm-hmm. and she was one of Andy's friends. Remember that mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, someone named Laura, um, heard of rumors of spiked drinks and had a friend who did, turns out to be Nat De Silva, mm-hmm. who thought her, who thought she had her drink spiked. Um, and she because she was not able to remember what happened um, that night and she only ever had one drink. And this is what happened in early 2012. Um, and she asks her if she wants her number to follow up on this. Um, and she also asks um, her to send the article when it's done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's if, funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, she got... Two more responses. Um, The first one didn't know anything um, and had no comment, but somebody named Joe Riddell says that she first heard rumors that she didn't necessarily believe until her friend's drink was spiked and she had to physically carry out her friend to the dad's car. Um, The friend couldn't remember anything And the next day they went to the police station to make a report, which was taken by a young officer at the time. Joe tells her that nothing really came of that. So it's obvious to Pip that girls were having their drinks spiked and Max was the one who was buying roofies from Andy. So I'm like, one plus one here. Yikes! Yeah. Um, she's wondering if Nat could be a victim. Maybe that's number three in the mm-hmm. scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can't very well ask her literally anything because she is very um, standoffish. Angry. And angry. <laughs> um, so she's, Pip has figured out that Joe has reported to Daniel Da Silva, who was the youngest police officer at the time. And now she's wondering if somehow Dan's involved. And um, right now, Pip is going to focus on Max because he's a liar, first of all. Mm -hmm. And he is a drink spiking creep is how I put it because he's the worst. Um, So she's just the only thing is, though. She can't talk to him either anymore. Um, so she needs to wait. He's mad. Yeah, he mad. He so her goal is to try and find a way into the Nancy Tongo Tits Freshburg. She gotta get on it. I'm shutting up now. Okay, so Pip is having family dinner and she wants to be excused because she's the weirdest fucking teenager ever and wants to go to work on homework. <laughs> She works too much. She does. 
Um, she says that she's had the dinner to think over what she's going to do. And she calls Kara. She asks to get Naomi's login info for Facebook so that she can go through Nancy Tango Tits Facebook. And Kara gives her the info. She's able to go on on um, Naomi's laptop, get her login, give it to Pip. And Pip is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she was seeing all sort of this exact same thing for on this Max's like they call that like a Finsta or whatever. Like on oh, Instagram, yeah. you have like yeah. your throwaway one. Yeah. So like, I don't know what you call it on Facebook, but like Fuss. like Acebook. Acebook. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so she's seeing clubs, bars and blurry eyes. Mm-hmm. Also, all caps. I wrote. Pip listens to true crime pods. Yes. Yes, she does. Yes. Um, she ends up finding the photos from that night. She's analyzing them all. And then she notes, all three friends uploaded these pictures on Monday the 23rd, which is the same day that they took their alibi away from Sal between the time frame of 9.30 to 10 p.m., And she thinks, this is a very odd coincidence. Mm -hmm. What are the chances? Why would they all upload photos from like two days ago at the exact same time at night? Mm -hmm. Weird. Strange. She's Mm -hmm. very, she's on it. Mm -hmm. She's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, She nods off, but at 4.47 a.m. she hastily awakes. She doesn't know why, but she feels like she just needs to, like, go back on her computer. She goes online again to study the pics. They're in her brain. And that is when she sees it. She finds one with all four of the friends in the picture. And she finally wonders, but who's taking the picture? Mm-hmm. If they're all in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone fucked up! Someone fucked up! They fucked up. Uh, Max fucked up. Yeah. Because he is a fuck up. Yeah. So she feels like it had to be Sal. Then, of course, her being Pip, she CSI'd the photo Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. see what time it was on Naomi's phone. And it says like 09, which is nine minutes past midnight. So... She's seeing, like, this is definitely not a selfie, so there's more lies going on here, mm-hmm. and I literally have the photographic proof. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fifth person there after midnight, but who else could it have been other than Sal? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she notices that there's the reflection from the flash in the window, and everything's confirmed. It was Sal who took the photo. Um, she could tell by the shirt that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OMG. OMG. That is huge. That's huge. And then, of course, <laughs> it's going to be huge. Okay. Um, she then, again, she passes out again until 1 p.m. the next day. Oh, girl's got snooze. Yeah, she had to snooze. Um, but her mom is starting to get concerned that she's overworking herself, dot, 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 again. Mm-hmm. So this is not new to Pip. Um, at Ravi's. Um, she's at Ravi's to show him the picture and they he's like beside himself like shocked almost like almost no he has nothing to say almost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's like Sal never lied to the police (sighs) 
And then Pip agree, like confirms that with him. Correct. It's he his actually, friends who lied. Yeah, he yeah. actually has an alibi. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, then Pip tells him that it's time for a murder reenactment to confirm the timeline. Oh, snap. <laughs> So they start off at outside of Max's house um, and he, she tells them that they got to move fast because they don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. They um, have like 45 minutes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I I knew all right off the bat. I felt like that was not enough time for somebody to be murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, like I mean, it depends. Of, yeah. Well, and disposed of far mm-hmm. enough away that, that nobody can't find it. Yeah. Find her after five years. Yeah. Um, so. They make it back to Pip car. Sorry, they make it back to Pip's car, um, where they think that Andy could have inter- intercepted Sal and on then, his walk home. On right? his walk home, yeah. yes. And then um, they're looking for a place where they could hide a body. Um, Ravi says there. Turn down a small dirt road, um, and this has only taken fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they give themselves five minutes to quote unquote fight, kill Andy, and put her in the trunk. <laughs> And, and so, Pip like reenacts yes, all of this. Yes, Pip. I can see her being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, dragging, dragging. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, now that's um, it's only been twenty six minutes and eighteen seconds. They take, they go to the woods closest to Max's house. Um, and then they would have had to drag her in pretty far since they haven't found her yet. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is giving them twenty nine. 48 seconds mm-hmm. um they allow three to four minutes to dig um they're now at 37 59 as they head back to the car now they ditch the car at howie's or near howie's and they book it to the sings house they're exhausted mm-hmm. they're out of breath and then they realize that it's taken them 48 minutes and 19 seconds so in that moment the photo proves that Sal is innocent. Ravi is laughing in, in disbelief. Oh. Pip is just watching and it's like just pure emotion that mm-hmm. she's witnessing. Mm-hmm. Pip kind of brings them down back to reality. Yeah. Um, and um, they're, she's kind of worried that if they bring it, they won't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough hard, quote unquote, hard evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need a little she feels like she needs a little bit more concrete evidence before she goes mm-hmm. um she wants to know why sal's friends are liars and she says like let's go let's go interview them now um and then ravi says that he can't literally can't go near naomi because she can't talk to him without like breaking mm-hmm. down and crying um he warns her to be careful and she promises to report back Imagine that feeling for oh, Ravi. Yeah. Like, because yeah. there's probably, you would know that your brother's innocent, but you would probably always Maybe wonder. Just have, like that yeah. little nagging yeah. in the back of your like, brain. Like, what if he did it? Everybody else mm-hmm. thinks he did it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm the wrong one. Mm-hmm. But then to have, like, actual proof, because mm-hmm. they were being hasty, too. Like, yeah. it's not like they were. No, they were, like, this they were on a mission. the least yeah. amount of time yeah, to is, do this task. Yes, yeah. exactly. So Pip is now feeling certain that Sal did not kill Andy. And I love that. And she calls Kara. Kara is at home, but she's having a little homework date with Naomi and Max. Of course she is. Pip's like, hell yeah, I'm going to ambush the homework club. (laughs) She comes in and everyone acts all like business as usual, except Pip. 
she was not prepared to feel so angry at these two but she is because she knows they fucking lied to the police and the guy ended up dead yeah like they could have yeah they could have got him killed they they could have probably saved his life yeah like they could have by having an alibi everything probably would have been completely different they maybe would have found out who actually fucking did this yeah yeah so oh my god so much happens now so it like all opens up here i know she is there because she wants to know why these two did this she tells them that she is there first as a courtesy because naomi has been like a sister to her and then she shows them the photo naomi's eyes widen and her mouth hangs open slightly she understands what she's looking Mm -hmm. at and max said that pip doctored the photo Mm-hmm. Naomi is Naomi is super pissed at Max that he didn't check the photo before posting it. So obviously Pip knows that something's going on there. Um and she says they're going to have to tell her now. And Max is again hella pissed and he tells her to literally stop talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like Naomi's already said too much. Mm-hmm. Pip explains what she knows to Naomi and says quote you lied to take away his alibi and then naomi nods and pip asks why (laughs) and apparently it's because someone made them she's not gonna start stop shutting up and she's gonna spill it all this suddenly makes more sense do you remember like a few episodes ago when i was like she had a panic attack at work and moved home yeah who does that well Well, somebody who's holding the secret it adds up so they all receive an anonymous text on Monday night telling them to delete every photo of Sal from the night Andy disappeared to and to upload the rest on Tuesday. And then after that, the next day, tell the teacher at school to call the police and that, and that they need to make a statement um, that Sal left at 1030 and they he asked him to lie to the rest of the four friends. But why did they do that, Pip asks. Naomi says that they know something bad that they had done, this person. They're being blackmailed. They're being, exactly, they're being blackmailed. Thank you, that's the word. Um, Naomi is pretty much inconsolable at this point. Uh, Damn right, should be. Yes, (laughs) and makes Max continue the story um we he says that we did something bad new year's eve of 2011 i love how he says we yeah at this point this makes naomi mad and she goes we Mm. you got us in into it you're the one who made us leave him there we had a lot to drink that night at the imperial vault whoa 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 and couldn't get home but max said he was fine to drive in that he didn't drink too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they ask where sal was and naomi says he wasn't there and he she was actually kind of feeling sad because if he was none of this would have happened he is very responsible by the sounds of it yeah like he wouldn't have let them drive Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh so sad so max is just as wasted as everybody else and he's on an empty road driving way too fast and a man comes out of nowhere says max Mm -hmm. naomi disagrees and she knows that he lost control and hit him 
Um, it was a gruesome scene. Um, they all thought he was dead. And we decided that it was too late for him. And since we were drinking, we didn't want to get in trouble. And we all agreed to leave the scene. Which Naomi says that Max made us do this. Not Fuck. We were not compliant. This yeah, because all... he would have been yeah. the one in trouble. Yes. So, like, sociopath much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the worst. I don't think I could live with something like that. No, I could never. And it, it makes sense why she acts is acting the way she does and struggling yes, and, and yeah yes, yeah um uh so they end up cleaning up the car and then they stage a different accident a different accident at max's house and he says he ran into the tree mm. um like to explain the damage on exactly the car, right? yeah exactly so they staged a car accident and he's like and you know what my parents got me a new car a week later so like whatever turns out this guy that they hit didn't die, but Bug. he's been was in a coma for a few weeks, and he's a paraplegic now. Oh. And Naomi has been struggling ever since. Good. Mm-hmm. That's why we did what they said. Mm-hmm. This person, unknown texter, mm-hmm. um, she, they thought they were going to go to the police. That's why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they were blackmailed to take away Sal's alibi. Yeah. And they probably thought, like, oh, no big deal. They'll figure out who did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not realizing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know about Max, but speaking for Naomi, Naomi was Sal's best friend. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, then my Max and Naomi kind of start, like, fighting back and forth, mm-hmm. um, wondering, like, how would somebody have found out about the hit and run? They swore that they wouldn't tell anyone. Um, Naomi and Max both say that they haven't told anyone. Naomi tells Max that she assumed that it was you who told somebody and that Max admitted that he did anything. This pisses him Mm -hmm, off, though. mm -hmm. Pip then confronts Naomi and says that Max told me that you were gone for a while the night Andy disappeared. She tells him, she tells them that she was talking to Sal about Andy, actually, and that he was mad about something that she had done. He wouldn't say what. That she was completely different when they were alone together, but he can no longer, can no longer ignore the way she treats others. He was, in fact, even going to end things with her that Mm -hmm. night, which Mm -hmm. seems interesting to me. Very interesting. Very, very. Okay. So... Max does agree that Sal is innocent and that somebody killed Andy and then Sal and use Sal as a cover. Pip confronts them with that and like that they've known this for five years. Mm -hmm. Um, Naomi's apologizing profusely and is pleading for them to believe like I would I never thought that Sal would end up dead. I thought the police would solve it mm-hmm. and step in. Uh, Max is even like, we don't know that he's dead because of our lie. Yeah, like, Max is a D-bag. And then he also asks, so like, what are you going to do with that photo? <laughs> he's so concerned about himself. Yeah, oh yeah. He's it's, yeah, very selfish. Oh, sorry. Pip straight up asks Mac, Max, did you kill Andy? And he's like, no way, Jose. I don't know what happened to her. Kara pleads not to go to the police and that he she can't have her sister taken away too which mm. p- 
pulls at Pip's heartstrings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Pip, she doesn't know what to do, um, and she can't do that to Kara, so she's like being pulled in two different directions. But then she's thinking of Ravi, and that Sal is actually innocent, and that she doesn't want to abandon either of them either. There is a lot going on. Oh, God, yeah. So <laughs> she finally says to them that she's not going to go to the police, which Max smiles. Ick, gross. Loser. Um, she then speaks up and says, I'm doing this for Naomi everything and for everything that you've put her through. Max pieces out. Goodbye. Good riddance. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Um, Pip apologizes to Naomi and tells her that she won't go to the police with Sal's alibi um, and that she'll find another way to prove that he's innocent. And she promises to cover for you, but I won't cover the, the truth about Sal. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is production log 30. Sorry, everybody. No. I feel like I'm droning on. She's adamant that Sal didn't kill Andy and that he didn't kill himself. She's completely, he's completely innocent. Her and Ravi spoke for three hours when she told him about the alibi. He's mad. He thinks it's not fair. Um, and that... They understand Naomi and that she acted out of fear, but Ravi's still not sure that he can forgive her. Um, She promises Ravi that they'll find the killer and they end up coming to a compromise that he's going to give her three weeks to find the killer or some strong evidence against a suspect or they're going to go to the police with the photo. Mm Mm-hmm she's wondering pip is wondering if that's the right move she's now worrying like three three weeks to find a killer or kara and naomi's lives are going to change forever she's taken naomi off of the list max has probably jumped up to the top yes oh and then she can't forget that what naomi says did he like party too much and let something spill Mm -hmm. um and then she's wondering if Daniel like what's going on with that because he could he have responded to the accident and um, maybe put two and two together mm-hmm. yeah he's got his hand in mm-hmm. the honey pop for show yeah um, and then she's like or maybe someone witnessed the whole hit and run um, but Max is still italic bold mm-hmm. do not trust him um, all he had to do was meet her before 1245 um, or maybe he helped Howie like these are all thoughts mm-hmm. that she's thinking mm-hmm. these are things that she knows that Max uh, the killer has the numbers of Max Naomi Millie Jake and me mm-hmm. so who could that be she's wondering if it's Max or Howie because Howie could have mm-hmm. gotten from Max um, plus Nat- she called howie yes this is true um nat likely has the numbers as well so that means daniel could have them mm-hmm. um and then also jason could have them too if he had andy's phone at mm-hmm. any point um so essentially this narrows nothing down <laughs> <laughs> and she's i'm just like girl you got to finish your essay yeah it's stressing you out yeah she's gonna get her essay yeah. done for college yeah okay so kara had been quiet all week but that's sort of to be expected with everything that went down for homework homework club um after max had left kara and naomi had asked pip who she thought had done it um and she didn't really say anything but she did tell naomi to stay away from max so like that's a good place to start <laughs> Yeah. Maybe should have done that like in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she decides to go up to her room. She came home from school. She decides to go up to her room, get some work done, and she notices that her door is ajar. She seems to remember having closed it in the morning due to this, her brother Josh's cologne cowboy move, and she didn't want her room to smell, so she shut the door. When she goes in, her laptop is open, and she knows that that's wrong because she always closed it, so something is very wrong. Um, she feels as if the killer has been in her home, touching her stuff. She asks her mom if anyone had been there. Her mom's like, no. She makes up this story about being ease in the neighborhood, and she brings in their key from under the mat, and it has clearly been moved, so she knows 100% it's confirmed someone has been in their house touching Pip's computer. Um, Pip clearly can't sleep because that's fucked up and super violating, and she's really paranoid, and she ends up going and sleeping in Josh's bed with him because she wants to be able to know he'll be safe. Yeah. Oh, poor Shit's getting real. It's getting real here. It's a real roll. Um, okay, so now Naomi is just very jumpy. Kara's telling her this. Um, she's even thrown her phone when somebody called her name, um, which I wrote a, like, question mark here. Like, what's going on? Because she's using an old one, apparently. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara's worried for Naomi. Um, Pip is not sleeping and with the amount of work to do now plus Naomi she's just all out of sorts and then Nat shows up at school Mm. and confronts her in the hallway and she's furious Um, apparently her parents are cutting her off and no one will hire her including the school and she calls this the Andy effect Mm -hmm. getting her from the grave fuck yes although that is a little bit like this is true like, uh, yeah. you kind of did a lot of the rest to yourself yes. but also it doesn't help that andy fucked you yes, over in it high doesn't school. help but also there's therapy and not yeah. everybody who's been fucked over mm-hmm. really bad turns out to be a shitty person yeah um or just like make really bad decisions yes, like she exactly. did um this ends up Sorry, Pip ends up finding another note in her locker, Eve. which reads, this is your final warning, Pippa. Walk away. So obviously, she's very scared. Not not only has this person been in her room, mm-hmm. um, now she's, they can find her anywhere, essentially, she's worried about. So she is not sleeping even more. Um, she says that it's too late now to like ignore this note. There's a killer in Little Kilton. Um, Pip takes this as a sign that she's on the right track Mm -hmm. and surely this is just a warning. Mm -hmm. Um, she runs into Mr. Ward at like in class and drops her things and lunges for the note. People are starting to ask her like Mr. Ward, um, and friends are asking like, are you okay? She's just fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, she even, he even asks if someone's bothering you or if someone's bullying you, like you need to tell somebody, mm-hmm. um, Connor is asking what's going on with you and Kara. Everything's just fine is what she's telling mm-hmm. everybody, but it's obviously not. People are noticing. Okay. This is production log 33. Okay. She's not ignoring the fact that she saw Nat before she found the note mm-hmm. and she has Coincidence? death. Th- yes. And she has history of death threats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, or it could be anybody. Yes. <laughs> so back to square one. Yep. Her usual lately, she's second guessing herself, which is not like her. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously things are taking a toll, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good point. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So she still thinks that Andy's phone is the most important piece that's missing. 
Um, and I'm like, maybe Naomi's. Is that the phone that she's using? But I don't think that's the case. Um, and then she's thinking that the other evidence at question is questionable at this point, but the phone is everything. Um, she says that, yes, the phone could be missing with Andy or... Maybe the people who knew where it was killed her and knew it would lead back to them, which would be Max, Howie, and secret older guy. Mm -hmm. These are more cues that she has for Becca. Mm -hmm. So what does she do? (laughs) Pip goes to Kilton Mail and she is there to see Becca. Of course she is. She ain't got no No. fear. She's like, I'm here and I'm going to ask you questions. I'm about to do this. She is about to do this. When she walks into the building, Stanley's on his way out and he asks, I wrote this down and thought that it was interesting because Mm -hmm. he asks Pip, who are you? Mm -hmm. I forgot that they had never met in person, Mm -hmm. which is a good Mm -hmm. point. It's a good something to remember. Yeah. Um, Pip ends up finding Becca and she tries to read whatever Becca is typing, but Becca says that it's her first draft and it's her first article, so her it's for her eyes only. And she dis- she starts to tell her that it's about this abandoned barn that they can't seem to sell and that the neighbors around the barn want to buy it and turn it into a pub, but she thinks this is a bad idea. And it turns out she thinks this is a bad idea because she has some sentimental ties to it. She thinks that the barn should be able to be home again. And also, her dad almost bought and restored this barn before everything went down with Andy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this means that he knows about this abandoned barn, her dad. Maybe she's near the abandoned barn. Maybe the abandoned mm. barn has something to do with this, right? True. Yeah. Right? Because why else mention it? Why else mention it? Honestly. So she tells Becca that she's been told Andy was selling drugs and had a secret second phone. And Becca is like, not about this. She does not believe this about Andy. Um, she asked if anyone entered their home after Andy went missing, but before anyone noticed that she was missing. Becca's like, nah. And then she asks if she knows Max. She starts doing this rapid fire thing, mm-hmm. thinking that if she asks these questions quickly, Becca will just answer them without like stepping, stepping away, which is kind of smart. Yeah. She asks if she knows Max. Becca says yes. She asks if she knows Daniel. She says yes, that he was close to her dad. Full stop. Ah, what? Yeah. Max or Daniel and her dad were friends? Excuse me, what? She says he used to work for her dad's cleaning business. He was the one, her dad was the one who said he should be applied to be a police officer and that he was at their house a lot. Hmm. Also, Daniel was one of the first responding officers when her dad reported Andy missing. And also, he did the primary search of the house. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Squeeze me? She tells Becca that she's not too sure Sal killed Andy and that she's close to proving it. Um, And then I think I got a little production log here. Becca didn't like um, what Pip had to say and asked her to leave. (laughs) So that's how she knew she didn't like it. Um, Pip has confirmed her suspicions about Daniel and is curious about the Daniel jason duo aspect of andy's disappearance Mm -hmm. and she's going to go and meet daniel at an upcoming have a say meeting where police show up for like a town meeting where people can air their grievances Mm -hmm. um and she's really not sure he's gonna tell her anything yeah yeah so for at the meeting you know it's the usual town Mm -hmm. biddies that are too much loitering Mm. they're Uh, going too fast on the road yes um she's happy that daniel and stanley are both at the meeting interesting 
Um, she approaches Daniel after the meeting, um, tells him that tells him that she's interested in law and crime. He tells her that there's not much going on around here. Maybe mm. just some speeding cars and loitering kids. And she and Pip's like, if you only knew the half of it. Um, she's nervous and starts doing her Pip-isms and informs him about the Salmon Act of 1986. <laughs> she asks if he found any people handling salmon or something like that. <laughs> He's like, "What? who are you? Yeah. Then she gets into it. Do you remember any reports of drinks being spiked at parties? No, is his answer. Do you know who Max Hastings is? Yes, he does. I know the Hastings family. They were my first call out, in mm. fact. Their son had crashed a car into a tree and they needed a police report for the insurance claim. Mm. Interesting. So he knew mm-hmm. about a little car stuff. And then she's just like, oh, um, one more thing. Were you the first responding officer um, when after Andy went missing? <laughs> Did you conduct the first search of their home? Um, then she's asking if she's wondering if that's a conflict of interest since she knows that her him and Jason were pretty close. <laughs> this ticks him off. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, no, I wasn't to her first question and that she's he's a professional and that he doesn't like these cues, and he's ending the conversation. Mm-hmm. But before he gets to walk away, Dan's a very pregnant wife shows up, and she says, how unusual to catch my husband talking to a young girl, mm. though you're not his usual type. Yikes! He says, what? I don't know this girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh interesting interesting oh yeah their relationship does not, not sound healthy <laughs> that's something that needs to get circled back mm-hmm. on here mm-hmm. but also yeah, yeah there's a lot going on there yeah. um andy mm-hmm. 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 so not only is he a police officer and you can h- c- cover up that way but he used to clean interesting mm-hmm. okay but why would andy get with her like dad's enemy friend. her dad's friend but also her enemy's brother unless like it was like a tactic like to get back at her yeah or something like that well know. yeah she did use it against her for to get the main yeah. role in the play or whatever mm-hmm. so ravi's been waiting outside she fills him in um about the hastings and he's wondering so maybe daniel knew about the hit and run um they think that that's likely that they he might have known and then um they see dan and stan leaving the meeting together and they're talking quietly um they're watching and then stanley catches them watching and then ravi's like grabs her hand and is like we g to g we gotta go now wow wow now oh i'm sorry this this is hard this isn't the hardest part. This is just a set. This, this, if you're sensitive to like uh, animals and you haven't read the book and you're just like listening because you love us, yeah. um, just be warned that there's some sad animal stuff mm-hmm. coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Pip is taking Barney for a walk, even though her mom said, and she agrees that it's too dark. She just like really needs to clear her mind. So she's trying to study for her exam and can't stop looking at the suspects list. She's just constantly thinking about this. She's not sure what to do. Should she talk to Daniel's wife? Should she focus on the burner phone? She really needs a distraction. So she puts in her headphones and she turns on her murder podcast and she's just walking. Mm -hmm. She gets back to her the beginning of her loop when she goes to get 
Barney and he's gone. She's calling for him. She's yelling for him. He's gone. He's not coming home. Mm -hmm. He's not coming back to her. No. So she's frantic. She runs inside and tells everybody that Barney's missing and that she's already searched the whole woods. Um, Victor and Pip go and continue searching. Pip is refusing to go back without Barney. Um, But at this point, it's too dark. And Victor tells her that we'll find him in the morning. Um, And then if she's wondering if Barney was taken because she ignored the warning, which Mm. is sad. Mm -hmm. Um, They pick up the search the next morning and they search all day until darkness falls. Um, And then she gets a text from unknown that says, want to see your dog again for fuck's sakes. Mm -hmm. And like, isn't the dog 10 or something Mm -hmm. like that's so sad. Yeah. Okay, the next morning, Victor tells Pip to stay home and work on her exam stuff and that he's going to go look for Barney. Pip's relieved because she doesn't think she could walk around with her fucking family calling out her dog's name, literally knowing that he's been taken by a killer. Mm -hmm. She gets a text with instructions on how to get Barney back. The text says, take your computer and any USBs or hard drives that your project is save on. Bring them to the tennis club car park with you and walk 100 paces into the trees on the right side. Do not tell anyone and come alone. If you follow these instructions, you will get your dog back. She collects her things and she races outside. Before she goes into the woods, she looks around. She doesn't think that anybody's watching her. She's essentially trying to find out it, who, who it could be, right? She walks into the woods. She does her 100 paces and every step is more panic inducing for her. I think she's doing exactly what you or I would do where it's like, are my steps too big? Are my steps too little? Is this like, where am I supposed to end up? Yeah. Um, She gets a text telling her to destroy everything and to leave it. She does this um, viciously. She Mm -hmm. destroys everything viciously. I'm like, how is she going to get a new computer? Yeah. But then we find out what happens. But she waits for 30 minutes and there's no Barney. There's no nothing. So she heads home. Um, When she gets home, her dad is there and he asks her where she went. And she tells him that she couldn't concentrate. So she went to the cafe. But while she went to the bathroom, someone stole her computer. So I guess that's how Mm -hmm. she's going to explain that one. Mm -hmm. Um, She's wondering how she's going to give up on all of this, especially knowing that Sal is innocent now. But she feels like she has to for the safety of her dog and her family. Um, and then this is really sad. I just wrote OMG no. Mm. Her dad comes in and tells her that someone has found Barney, that he must have fallen in the river and drowned, and the whole family cries together, and it's all very sad. Mm. And I shed a tear as well. Yeah, I have was, a crying emoji. I was so sad. <laughs> R.I.P. Barney. No. They bury Barney. Like who fucking does that? Only the worst. Uh... Like the dog. Come on, the dog. Leave the dog alone. And he was like a golden retriever. I know, he's perfectly good. Perfectly good and happy. Hmm. He didn't do anything. No, he's just a dog living his life. Living his life. They bury Barney in the garden. Um, Pip is feeling numb and dried out. Ravi comes over because he's been worried that she's not responding. Um, but Victor filled him in on what happened that day hmm. um, before he went upstairs. He tells Pip to take it easy and forget about the deadline. Um, he knows that um, Sal is innocent and he'll pick up where Pip left off. Hmm. Um, she's worried that she can't about Ravi because she can't let him get killed or hurt mm-hmm. over this. Um, and she confesses to him that I'm not doing the project anymore. I already told my teacher that I need to change or I'm dropping the mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. um 
she's just done mm. d-o-n-e it's like real now mm-hmm. it's real yeah. like before she was just like oh mm-hmm. it's just whatever but now yeah. it's serious yeah. yeah they killed her fucking dog her family pet i know Ugh. yeah um ravi's ravi pleads um pip is harshly steadfast in her decision um clearly ravi is upset he is starting to say some nasty words to her that is in the heat of the moment Mm -hmm. i understand Mm -hmm. um he's saying things like you can't give up now this isn't you um he then agrees that he'll go and leave her alone but he wants the files and she tells him that they were stolen um and then he starts looking through all her paperwork um, and then she tells him that she destroyed everything. Um, and this really sets him off. And he's wondering why she's doing all of this. Um, and then she, he also tells her, if you get got rid of the evidence, um, you're standing back and you're just as bad as everyone else. And mm-hmm. then he says, in fact, you're worse um, because you know he's innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, he says like, you are just a kid and you're a cruel one, just like Andy. And he leaves Mm -hmm. and she says, yes, like Ravi might hate her, but at least he'll be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So the next day, Pip is teaching Josh how to play chess and there is a knock at the door. It is Ravi. He has brought fruit. He has brought food for the family from his mom, which is so sweet. Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a nice little, like, a family that understands grief, like, Mm -hmm. kind of giving to another family. Like, olive branch extending. Yeah, but but also just, like, we've been there. Like, we know it sucks, even though Mm -hmm. it's your dog. You know what I mean? I don't know. I thought that was just very sweet. Um, He asks Pip if he can talk to her, and he calls her trouble, which I thought was kind of cute. He tells her he's thought a lot about all of this and he does know Pip and asks if someone took Barney and killed him to keep her quiet. He figured it out. Mm -hmm. She nods and starts to cry and then he holds her and it was a very cute little moment between them. He asks what happened and she can't talk so she hands him her phone with all of the messages from the unknown number. Mm -hmm. He can see that she's gotten multiple text messages from this number not just one not just one um she tells him about all the threats and explains to him that they have to stop because this has now gotten too dangerous she shows ravi that she still has the photo but explains to him that it's not their smoking gun it's not enough and that if they take it to the police the killer might retaliate he's already he or she has already proven that they will Mm mm-hmm Ravi tells her that they can still carry on with the investigation, but just between them, they don't need to talk to anyone anymore, and that the answer must be in what they already know and what they already have, and he's even brought her his very own laptop, so she has something to work on, which is very sweet. He says he knows she's lost all of her research, but... And she interrupts him, saying she always emails it to herself Silly just in Ravi. case. Silly Ravi. What did she? She called herself something, but I didn't write it down. Oh, uh, she called herself a something Ruth, like a I don't know. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Regretful Ruth or something. Yeah. 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 Like, like I'm not an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm like, obviously, Ravi. Yeah, like yeah. we know that that she wouldn't just take all that stuff and destroy, destroy it. it. But also like. How did that person on her computer not go into emails and look? Yeah. 
Like, I don't guess. you? I, don't I guess know. it was so destroyed they couldn't. Maybe no. Like when they were at her house. Oh yeah, true, true. But You're also, dumb. like, I just asking for a computer and USBs. Like she could just get another, another USB. USB. Honestly, like, <laughs> you dumb. I don't know. I don't you're dumb. know. And you're um, dumb. Yeah, they're dumb. Um, Pip agrees to help. They print everything out. Ravi says, quote, it's not environmentally friendly, but I've always wanted to make a murder board. Same. <laughs> Same. And they literally make a murder board, Yay! which is what we've always yes. wanted. They've got red string and everything. Yeah. Ravi's like, you've got red string. Pip's like, I have every color string. <laughs> of course she does. I love it. Um, Naomi calls to say that she's sorry about Barney. Um, and it's a weird number. It was a weird number that she answered, but then it turns out to be Naomi. Um, mom, 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 she says she's sorry about Barney and that she has a friend who went to Cambridge that she can put Pip in touch with to speak to about this exam because her exam is on Thursday. It's coming up. Ravi is pointing fingers and at Max, but there are so many different factors. He wonders if they are all, if they are rather overcomplicating it all. Like sometimes you do that, you overcomplicate mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. You just need to take a step back. Yeah, they all pretty much connected. Every they're going through and connecting everybody and mm-hmm. everything and seeing and pretty much the string is everywhere. Everything connected. Starting with Howie and going all the way to Jason on the other end, Rabbi says, quote, maybe they all did it together. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, fuck. Honestly. I thought that that was interesting that Naomi called. It made me feel like she is like the dog killer. The dog killer. Because she was away remor- for the weekend, she said. She's remorseful. And like, she's um... going out of her way to try and get like, to, like into oh with college. the Cambridge thing like yeah. I'm sorry that happened here something that might make you feel better mm-hmm. mm, interesting trying point. to like hide her involvement kind of thing I, or could like, Naomi kill a dog though she seems like she's fucking fragile I feel like maybe maybe she was I anyways I think she's I think it's her I think that now I'm back on her okay okay all right so back at school um pip's friends are treating her gently um she's just trying to stay busy studying and kind of just drowning everyone out around Mm her Mm -hmm. um she is looking into the ivy house and ravi's looking into the phone numbers from ravi's i'm sorry from andy's planner um she's tried to reach out to people who left review left (laughs) TripAdvisor reviews in 2012 and she's gotten nothing back Mm -hmm. no dice um she's about to call the booking company that the ivy house used and pose as an employee there Mm -hmm. um and then she notices naomi's number from her old phone and then she feels dread (laughs) the number in andy's planner is very close to this number that naomi called her on (laughs) she thinks it might be but it can't be like she's going back and forth at this this point she's like but it has to be right like Mm. and then she's wondering like what does this mean or technically this is just a dead end like she doesn't know what to do next Mm -hmm. um but the sinking feeling doesn't go away as she realizes that technically naomi is just as strong of a contender as max she knows about the hit and run Mm -hmm. she has everybody's phone number Mm mm-hmm 
she could have um, left Max's that night and um, intercepted Andy. Mm-hmm. She knew where they were camping. She um, knew where Barney and her walked. Mm-hmm. Um, so Naomi has a lot to lose um, with what Pip has already found. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what if even like more she killed them? So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But then she's like trying to calm herself and she's like, but it's just a phone number. It's just a phone number. Um, and then she realizes that since removing Naomi from her list of suspects, she's gotten another note. So it's time to check Freddie Prince Jr., mm-hmm. the ward's printer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I still hate Max. Well, but he's the worst. I'm a little sus on uh, Daniel. I'm wondering, yeah, Daniel, I don't know. And they haven't looked into the dad very much. No, yet. that barn I'm interested yeah. in. It's weird that um, Naomi's phone number would be in Andy's organizer crossed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, is that Andy's burner phone? Mm-hmm. Or was it actually Naomi's old phone number from 2012? Yeah, that's what I'm like wondering. But like when you change the SIM card, mm-hmm. doesn't it like you... If you get a new phone number, like, I, I can't, I don't have access to my old phone numbers, no. even though I have my own phones. Yeah, because it's all on the SIM card. Yeah. yeah. So how does that work? They said it was a pay-as-you-go phone, didn't they? Yeah, so it's the <gasps> SIM. So it's probably Andy's old phone. I wonder if it's Andy's old phone. <laughs> Andy's old phone. Yeah, or, yeah. Or it's Naomi's old phone from back then. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to meet up with Naomi about something because maybe mm-hmm. Naomi didn't like the way she was treating Sal or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they have. What if beef. Naomi and Sal? What if Naomi and Andy were supposed to meet up and then Max intercepted and then it was bad? Oh no! I still think Max had something to do with it. He's maybe so it's... sketchy and awful. Well, there's like four of them involved with the hit and run. So like, I wonder if there's more. Maybe it is a tag team killers. Like yeah. Ravi and Pip thing. And like, how would Naomi have killed Sal, though? She was in love with him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is a good point. That is poking a hole in my theory, unless it was like crime of passion. True. Like, maybe know. she just snaps. She or seems like, innocent, and then she's like, what? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I know. know. I guess I we'll find out next week. Next week! Okay, I can't wait. Okay, I'm gonna finish reading. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations, or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.